Welcome back to Freedom Fridays. In this edition of Freedom Fridays, we're going to continue this controversial discussion about training up our children. That is our responsibility, ordained by God as parents, to train up our children in the way that they should go as defined by God, who is our ultimate authority. Let's take a look at the scriptures as to how we are, should to, we are to train up our children. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your might. Now we are told to love God with every part of our being. Our soul, our heart, our might, everything that we do, everything we think, everything we feel. We are to love God with our will, our actions, our thoughts, our feelings. Now, as we think about putting this into training, you say, well, you're going to shoehorn that into training? No, I'm going to show you in the very next verse that it's all about training. As we think about putting that into training, how do we go about training our children to do the same thing that we're supposed to do, to love God with everything? with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our might. Verse 6. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons. Here we go. This is what we are to teach them. And shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Here's how you train your children in the godly way that the Word of God gives us. Every opportunity when you're standing up when you're sitting down when you're laying down getting ready for bed when you're getting up in the morning getting ready to brush your teeth and have breakfast when you're walking down the street or through the mall when you're at work when you come home, how you react to your, your spouse and other family members. When you're, you're having dinner, plaster the Word of God everywhere. In what you do, in what you say, put it on your, your door frame, put it above the mantel, over the fireplace, 
put it on, on the mirror in the bathroom. Wherever you go, put it there. Make it so that they can't get away from it. Remember, as we said last week, your children are being indoctrinated. One way or another, they are. The question, the real question is, who is doing the indoctrination? Is it the world? Is it the government? Or is it you? And if you say the government is doing their training, then let me ask you this. Do they do a good job of turning out Christian young men and women? Over 80%, and I think that's actually very low, of Christian young people who go off to college leave their faith. Now tell me how good of a job is the world doing at training your children? Actually, they're doing an excellent job of training your children for exactly what they want them to be. Don't be surprised when you let the government train your children if your children turn out just like the world. Don't be surprised. Now, that statistic, which is low, is a statistic of public school children. If you take children that their parents have taken the responsibility, the primary responsibility of training their children, when they go off into life after high school, whether it's college, career, whatnot, the statistics are vastly different. Instead of 80% that turn away, it's well over 95% that stay in their faith. Your children are being indoctrinated. Are they being indoctrinated into the world? Or are they being indoctrinated into faith? We need to have it everywhere they are, when they stand, when they sit, when they're at the door, when they're in the bathroom, when they're getting ready for bed, plastered on your garage door, wherever you need to put it, to make sure it's always in front of them. Let's go on to um, Psalm chapter 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. This is the one who meditates on the word of God, who learns the word of God, who understands the word of God. Verse 3 says, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. The one who is focused on the Word of God, is trained in the Word of God, and lives out there by the Word of God, is stable. 
They're the ones whose lives are really stable. Verse 4 says, The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff, which the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. What knowledge are your children learning? Are they learning the fear of the Lord? They're only going to learn that at home and at church. And quite frankly, it's the responsibility of the home to teach that to your children. Let's move on to Romans chapter 12. If you've been soiled by the world, which we all have, Romans chapter 12, verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your what? Your mind. The battlefield of the battle between good and evil takes place in the mind. The will is driven by the mind. The mind is a very important thing to do, to be transformed by the renewing of your mind in the Word of God. And when you do that, it says you will be able to prove what the will of God is. Now we're back to what should little Johnny or little Susie do after high school? The answer is, if they have their mind renewed by the Word of God and they are studying the Word of God, they're being trained, discipled by their parents as they are learning things like arithmetic and math and, and science and history and spelling and all of those things, they will know what the will of God is. That's God's responsibility, and he will not be derelict in his duty. That which is good and acceptable and perfect. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Verse 5 says, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. There are tons of things in the world, in the public schools, that are raised up against the knowledge of God. It is nothing nowadays to have libraries in the public schools have pornography. It is nothing for the public schools to push the gay and lesbian agenda, which is completely sinful, according to the Word of God. If you don't believe that alternative lifestyles are sinful, then you have not read the Bible for exactly what it says. And he says, we are destroying those speculations. Every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we, take, we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. What? Thoughts are being taken captive. How about the study of English? Is that a thought? How about history? Is that a thought? Math? 
Is that a thought? Science? Is that a thought? Every thought needs to be taken captive to obedience to Christ. Now remember, all of those things, if they are true, they are true because God has designed them to be true. I am not in any way, shape, or form saying only teach your child the Bible, do not teach them math, do not teach them uh, science, do not teach them history, do not teach them how to read and write. Obviously, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that every one of those areas needs to be subject to Christ. What you teach them in reading, the books that they read, need to be subject to the principles in the scriptures. Everything you teach them in math, everything you teach them in history should be in light of godliness, holiness, righteousness, the scriptures. Everything you teach them in science needs to come into conformity with the scriptures, which first and foremost will throw evolution and humanistic theology out the window because it completely conflicts with the scriptures. Let's go to Colossians chapter 2, beginning in verse 8. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world. Don't let them take you captive based on worldly thinking, worldly philosophies, worldly goals. But rather, than according to Christ. For in him, all the fullness of deity dwells in bodily form. And in him, you have been made complete. And he is the head over all rule and authority. Now let's break that down a little bit. Not only are we not to be taken captive by the world's thoughts and ideas and, and principles and direction, but we have everything that we need in Him. Because in Him is the fullness of deity. That's a whole lot more authority than any writer of any curriculum in the public schools. In him is all the fullness of deity. And in him, you've been made complete. You don't need any of their garbage. And by the way, in case you still object, the end of verse 10, he is the head over all rule and authority. Our authority with our kids delegated to us by God, is always limited by his authority. It's never unlimited authority that God delegates. Anytime God delegates authority to someone, it's always limited by his authority. When the authority is delegated to the parents, 
The parents are not allowed to tell the child to do something sinful. They're not allowed to teach them in a manner that would lead them away from Christ. When the authority is delegated to the government, it is limited by God's authority. They are not allowed unlimited authority to do whatever they want. We've discussed that previously. 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 20. O Timothy, guard what hasn't been entrusted to you, avoiding worldly and empty chatter and the opposite opposing arguments of what is falsely called knowledge, which some have professed and thus gone astray from the faith. What the world calls knowledge, most of our public colleges and now public high schools, is falsely called knowledge. And what is it doing to our children? It's helping them to stray from the faith. Folks, it is more important that we get the faith part settled than it is that we follow the world's direction to have the best job in the world. Why is it that the world is so obsessed with higher education? It's not so that they can make the world a better place. It's so that they can have greed in making more money. That's what it's all about. It's all about the money. Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all the things you need will be added to you. I'd like to leave you now with 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 3. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness, through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. The true knowledge comes from God. The true knowledge leads to God. He's given us everything we need for life. Everything we need to be godly. Verse 4, for by these which is everything he's given us for life and godliness. He has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. You want to escape the lusts of the world, the lusts of the flesh, the lusts of the eyes, the lusts of pride, you want to escape the corruption of the world? Then be focused on the things that God has given us. You want your children to escape those things? Then don't let them be indoctrinated by the world. Take your responsibility to train 
your children. Do you have to do it immediately yourself? Not necessarily, but you, you can group up with other people who have the same biblical values you have. By the way, Christian schools aren't doing the greatest job at that either. Part of it is because your Christian school teachers are bragging about being certified by the state. Why in the world do I care if my child's teacher is certified by the, the humanist um, pagan government? I couldn't care less. I'd rather have them be certified by God, maybe certified by the church, than to be certified by a government who is trying to train them to lose their faith. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week on Freedom Fridays.